welcome to Spark of Faith. This is your host, Kristen Fitch. Each day on the show, I'll be bringing you words of encouragement and stories that are inspiring and will lift you up and provide you with hope to go into your day and just feel a little lighter, a little more hopeful. And on occasion, we'll bring on guests and talk about great and important topics about gathering together and fellowship and faith and how we can just be more beautiful loving humans. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Spark of Faith. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so happy to be here with you today. And I'm so excited because on today's episode, we're going to talk about two connected things. We're going to talk about God winks or God nudges. We're going to talk about supernatural synchronicity, which is basically how God aligns uh, opportunities and people and open doors in our lives And we're going to talk about giving God the glory because I had a rare moment happen to me or a moment that I actually was aware of that I believe was, um, you know, set up or given to me from God. And so I'm going to tell you about that experience. Yes, it was small and simple, but it was very clear that it was um, purposeful. So let's dive right into these things, because I think this is an episode that's going to really uh, lift you up and encourage you to pay attention to the things in your life that God is uh, walking you into or through and lining up for you. Here we go. I have to tell you, I had quite a sign this morning as I was laying in bed, waking up, but not uh, ready to get out of bed yet. So my husband alarms, he has uh, two alarms set. They go off earlier than I get up in the morning. And they're usually just the sound, you know, so he uses an alarm clock and they're usually, okay, so they're not normally radio or, you know, or music. They are usually just sound. Well, and I would say literally 99% of the time on a very rare occasion in 20 plus years, maybe somehow the radio has come on and it's just been, you know, part of a song. So literally, you know, 365 days over 20 years, for the most part, it's just that sound. Well, this morning I'm laying in bed and I'm actually thinking about this podcast and just sort of some of the things I'm working on currently. And the alarm clock turned on and the only thing that was said, the only audible thing said, give glory to God. It was a man's voice. That's all it said. And it went right back off. My husband was sleeping and I was, you know, laying there with my eyes closed. It was very clear. It was a sign or signal to me of the things I was thinking of. And I'm doing this episode today about giving glory to God. What does that mean? What does scripture say? And, you know, basically I was given a very clear signal about that need for me to give glory to God in my life and in my work and in my days. So let's dive into this and what that really means. But before we jump into that, I do want to talk about, are we missing these God winks, these God nudges? Are we missing these little, when I say little, little signs from God though, that maybe are subtle, maybe are easy to ignore when we live our days just with this busyness, overscheduled lives. So are we missing the things that we're that God are, God's trying to tell us in our lives, are we missing that doors are opening or closing because God is trying to help us, you know, in our path. He's moving us towards something better and greater in our lives, which will be good for us, but even better for the glory of God. 
And I have to tell you, there's times where these small things have happened to me, or I know I've run into somebody in what could be considered, you know, um, like a serendipity experience. But the thing about that is, is I quickly start realizing, huh, this is, this was definitely a, you know, God planned moment. So for instance, years ago, I met somebody at a coffee shop and strangely enough, I ran into this person, I think two or three different times over many months and at different places. And the strange thing was, is still to this day, I don't know why I was meant to meet that person, but I'm certain I was because of the work they're in and because of what I was moving towards. And both of us have some faith oriented work in our lives. But that was one of those things where there should have been no reason why I ran into this person and then actually talked to them about some of the things they do. And since then, the person I met and did not get to connect with, you know, in a deeper way has been in some of the books because they know some of the people that I um, really align with and have written lots of books. So it's just one of those things where you just get that feeling later that this was a, you know, a God wink or a God nudge or a supernatural synchronicity. But I think sometimes we miss the things because we're so busy. We don't actually connect with the person beside us or we don't hear the message that's just come on and been said to us. We don't see the sign. And I was doing a podcast interview, I think two weeks ago, and we were talking about the story about there's a man on a boat and he's basically waiting for God to give him a sign because then there's a hole in the boat and it's sinking and he's waiting and waiting. Yet he didn't realize he could have saved himself because I think it's that he had a life jacket. But once again, you know, sometimes we're waiting for such a big miraculous sign from God that we miss what's right in front of us. And I actually think this happens a lot. I think it happens for two reasons. The first reason is, like I said, I think it's because we're too busy. Or we have gotten comfortable in not making small talk and not having simple moments or conversations with the people right in front of us or beside us in line or on the airplane seat beside us. We want to kind of live in our little bubble and mind our own business instead of, hey, how you doing? You know, oh, I love your sweater or, oh, I just read that book, you know, whatever it might be. But what we forget is, there was a reason often that that person is beside us. There was a reason often that there's something right in front of our eyes, a sign or something that happens to us. But we get so caught up in our own lives and wanting to sort of retreat back to our comfortable homes that we don't allow ourselves to be open to these, these little, you know, I say little only because a lot of times we miss them because they're subtle, not because they're little in the scheme of things. But these God nudges, these God winks, these, um, what would you call that? The godly appointments, if you will. So the first thing I would just say is we have to be more open to the miraculous. We have to be more open to slowing down and paying attention to our circumstances and maybe what those signals are telling us. You know, two, I think we have to be looking for them in the sense of um, we have to be open to them right? And not always so pessimistic that we don't believe it could ever be that. And then as far as the giving glory to God, so I want to share some scripture with you just to kind of reinforce this point. And I think uh, the first ones I'll sh- the first one I will share is Ephesians 3.20, which says, 
Now all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Ah, I think that's so true. And I think so often I read things and I hear things that part of the issue is most of us, we really think of God in our human size thinking. In other words, we make God smaller and his miracles smaller than he is because he's infinite, infinite power, infinite love, infinite wisdom. But our minds have a hard time, you know, digesting that and understanding just the greatness of it. For instance, even time, you know, our time is the construct in which we live, how we understand it and in our lifetime. But for God, that's not the case. So that is the first scripture I would share with you, which is it is through us that, or one of the ways is through us that God shows his power, his capability, you know, and that we share his glory, you know, with others. The next scripture that I would share is Psalms 86, 12, which says, I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify by your name forever. And there's literally, I don't know how many, I, I tried to look it up. I don't know how many places in scripture there is the concept of glorifying God, but it's, it's a huge number. Uh, and another one I'll share with you is Psalm 115.1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. And I guess what I want to talk about is what does that look like? What is giving glory to God look like? And as I've talked about before, I'm just a girl. I'm just a person that has this strong pull on my heart, strong pull in my soul and in my life that I am to share the ministry to encourage people to seek God, to look for God in their lives, to share his message and to share that hope and that um, everlasting life, if you will. But I'm not a pastor in a formal sense or anything like that. And I am imperfect as they come. But when I understand, give glory to God, we're really talking about you know, of course, giving thanks to God, you know, in our lives and for what we have in our blessings, you know, and thanking him for what he's doing in our lives. But it is also above and beyond that, you know, because those are often times in our private lives, we're doing those things or in our community that might already be Christ followers. But giving glory to God is really saying, as we have these opportunities, as, as we have this work as we have this, you know, these um, things in our lives that we would give glory to God in a public way. In other words, that we would let others know that this is because of and from God. And so examples of that are you've seen probably uh, on occasion a football player that puts scripture, you know, the scripture number on their cheek in the football game. Or you'll hear a CEO of a company you know, be very open about, you know, their partner is God and that, you know, they're giving a large portion of their profits to, you know, a charity or to a faith-based um, effort or whatnot. So those are the kind of things we're talking about. There's this amazing story that Mark Batterson shares in his book, Draw the Circle, and he's talking about a person who's a missionary in Africa, Dr. Do Dr. Bob Bagley. So he had he had started a church and they worship under a big, a huge tree there because there wasn't a building for them to worship. 
Well, a witch doctor in the area doesn't like it. So he curses this tree withers. Well, Bob, you know, of course, this is where their their church takes place. And he just can't have that. Right. One, because he needs the the tree to worship under the shade and, you know, under the space. But two, because this witch doctor is trying to show that he has power, you know. And so Bob, basically, he calls down a blessing um, from God in a public prayer meeting. He confronts the curse and he calls down a double blessing on the tree. He lays hands on the tree and he prayed God would resurrect it. And I, and Mark, the author of the book, goes on to explain, if God didn't answer his prayer, he would have dug an even deeper hole. And so that's sort of what we're talking about. In other words, um, Bob added a tagline to his prayer. It's not my name that's at stake, right? In other words, um, what, what Mark goes on to say is, when we act in faith, we aren't risking our reputation. We're risking God's reputation because he's the one that made the promise in the first place. And so Mark goes on to tell us, if we aren't willing to risk our reputation, we'll never establish God's reputation. We'll also never experience miracles like the one Bob saw. Um, and that what he wanted and the miracle that ends up happening is the tree is resurrected. The tree comes back to life. The curse is broken. And actually the tree produces a double crop, which for this type of tree is the only tree that had ever done that because this crop for this tree takes a very long time to happen. So it was literally a double blessing. And so, you know, one, this man of faith, he out in, he out loud, he in public basically called God to this prayer and he asked him for this, this miracle, this blessing, but he put it on God, not on him, not on the people. So once again, giving glory to God is one, you know, thanking him and showing people what he does for us, what he does in the world, what he's given us. But it's also when we pray to give the glory to God, if the prayer um, or when the prayer, you know, is basically answered. And so this is what we're talking about. And another scripture that I would share with you about giving glory to God is this. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Oh, so good. So, you know, today I just want to share those two things with you. but. I think so often we go in our lives and we may not be giving glory to God. We may not be giving our testimony to things that have happened to us in our lives that we know has been a direct result of God's giving and blessings. And another thing I think is going on is in the world right now, there's so much censorship. There's so much, I, I guess, pushback against uh, people of faith, especially Christians, especially evangelical Christians. But there is a lot of dissent. There's a lot of concern or trying to um, stop, you know, people speaking their faith. And what I want to say about that is, is that more now than ever, we need to be willing to step up, to speak out, to share our testimony, to share what we believe, you know, and to give glory to God and to share our testimony and our miracles and our God winks. Because those are the things that lift up God and give him the glory and let other people see what he's doing in our lives and in the world. So I would just leave you with this. It's 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all your glory to God. So I would just say to you, how can you step into your day? How can you step into your week and your month and into your work and just give more glory to God? 
that's it for today. I'll see you back here next time. Thanks again for listening to Spark of Faith. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. So thanks again. And we send a weekly little encouragement email as well. Just go to sparkoffaith.com and enter your email address. And we would love to encourage you in your inbox as well.